to the extent that is the American Bar Association Business Law Section's podcast series. Our podcasts provide general information. They aren't a substitute for legal advice from a licensed professional. We offer both standalone and serial podcasts on a variety of topics and welcome your feedback and suggestions at ababusinesslaw.americanbar.org. We hope you enjoy your selection. My name is Rick Paschkett. I am content guide for the business law section, and I welcome you to the ABA's business law section podcast program to the extent that. And today's series entitled Career and Life Lessons from the Business Law Section Leaders. And today's episode, a profile of Michelle Johnson. Our host today is Kelly Galligan Dunn. Kelly Galligan Dunn is a corporate attorney at Rutten and Tucker LLP in Orange County, California, where she focuses on mergers and acquisitions, private equity, and corporate governance. Her practice touches a variety of industries, including apparel and beauty, financial services, food and beverage, health, wellness and fitness, logistics, manufacturing, construction, and entertainment. Kelly is the president of the Orange County Women Lawyers Association, vice chair of the ABA Business Law Section Career and Practice Development, and former chair of the Orange County Bar Association's Young Lawyers Division. Kelly has been named a Super Lawyers Rising Star from 2018 to 2021. So Kelly, I will turn over the podcast to you and to introduce our guest. Thank you so much, Rick. I am so excited to be introducing Michelle Johnson today. Michelle is pretty much a household name among members of the legal community at this point. But um, for those of you who've been living under a rock, I'll introduce her anyway. Michelle is currently global chair of the litigation and trial department at Latham and Watkins. She's consistently recognized as a leading national litigator. She represents financial institutions, Fortune 500 companies, boards of directors, and individuals in securities, M&A, and other complex commercial litigation. Michelle is a former member of Latham's executive committee and the former managing partner of the Orange County office. Michelle Johnson primarily handles securities, commercial, and corporate control litigation, and she represents industry-leading companies, officers and directors, special committees, and financial institutions. She is a recipient of the 2020 California Lawyer Lawyer Attorneys of the Year Award by the Daily Journal and the 2020 Women in Business Award by the Orange County Business Journal. Michelle was recognized as a leading lawyer for M&A litigation by the Legal 500 U.S. in 2020 and as both a litigation trailblazer and a winning litigator by National Law Journal in 2019. Recently, Michelle was named to the 25 Most Influential Women in Securities Law by Law360 and the Top Women Lawyers List in California by the Daily Journal. Thank you, Michelle, for being here. We are so fortunate to have you. And um, I gave a little bit about your background, but I would love for you just to start this podcast off by telling us a bit about your career path and how you ended up in your current position. Sure. Um, thank you so much, Kelly. It's great to be with you. Um, very, I'm very excited to chat with you. So I will um, be honest, as I always am, which is uh, to explain how um, I ended up here. It's not a particularly strategic story, um, but it's mine. So I was 
uh, homeschooled during high school and uh, without any, you know, grades or money or that sort of thing, went to community college um, for two and a half years and then transferred on a, on a transfer scholarship to Arizona State. Then my business honors college uh, advisor gave me a little, you know, stipend to apply to law schools. So I applied to ones that I'd heard of and got into Georgetown, um, went there, you know, sight unseen and thought I would work public interest, but realized I would have to pay off my student loans. Um, so interviewed as a 3L, ended up with Latham, Orange County, uh, where I had not really visited or been to. And so I thought I would be there for a little while, um, came out, you know, started doing just general commercial litigation, uh, the cases that were in the office, copyright, um, uh, other soft IP, then uh, toxic torts, mass torts, um, and then moved into securities litigation and was able to uh, make partner at Latham in 2007. Uh, January 1, 2007, then had a baby January 24, 2007. That was fun. Um, but then just through through Latham, um, was named the local litigation department chair of Orange County, then the office managing partner of Orange County, then was elected to the executive committee um, for a four-year term, and then for the past two years have been uh, global chair of Latham's um, litigation department worldwide. So that's been, <laughs> that's been the path. Um, <laughs> a little bit uh, circuitous, but, um, but, but a little bit unusual as well to be at, to be at one firm for so long. Yeah, absolutely. I, it's very rare to see an attorney stay at a firm for so long. Um, I would imagine a lot of our listeners are, um, they're at firms either they're unhappy with or they're, you know, they're looking to move or maybe they're even really happy, but everyone is always kind of considering their options and whether they should stay or consider moving. So I'm curious why you stayed at Latham so long um, and how kind of that longevity at a single firm affected your career. Yeah, I, I you know, I considered my options as well um, coming up. I, I wouldn't say that I turned a blind blind eye at all, um, and and kept choosing the place I was at. So I think that that's an important thing. If if you know, if I kept saying, let's look around. People are interested in what I have to offer. Let's you know evaluate those things, and then I kept choosing um, the, the the very special place um, where I still am. And I think that's critically important. You can't uh, th- this profession will take a lot out of you as everyone knows, and uh, you have to be a place at the right fit. So it's always been the right fit for me. I've always, um, I've been fortunate, though, to have a bunch of different roles and different clients and different matters where it, it, it always feels new and fresh and challenging and interesting um, with the teams I'm on, uh, the people I'm interacting with, the leadership roles I have within the firm. It's always felt new and different. Um, so I've continually made that decision uh, to stay, not just one time when I came in the door. So it's che- it's checking in with yourself. It's checking in with others and making sure it's a fit. And it, and it, and it has been for me. Um, mm-hmm. It's been a great place. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I mean, it sounds like, you know, a lot of it is situational um, and specific to individuals, but are there any kind of factors that you took into account when say, for example, say you were given an offer from another firm, um, are there specific factors about Latham that 
you thought were important and that you valued and kept you at Latham? Yes. Um, really our, I think, I think the main thing I would say to why, um, I've, it, Latham has always been a fit for me is the culture we have, you know, and, and, and it's hard to, easy to say, hard to define, but, um, Latham has a, a very collaborative teamwork oriented collegial co- culture that they, um, that we, I guess, uh, put a lot of effort into preserving and carrying forward. And that was important to me, um, because, you know, when 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 you practice at a certain level, you're the, the there are obviously differences among the firms, but the clients are going to be important, and the matters are going to be sophisticated, and the people are going to be smart. Um, but it, it's really the people around me and the 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 culture that we have collectively created that really keeps me. And and it's interesting. I you know I grew up very sort of California. Grew up in the firm very California and and Orange County based and I've always been here. But then when I took on bigger leadership roles, I was able to view the firm in a more of a national and then an international perspective. And that culture um, persisted. Uh, You can go to any, you know, Latham office around the world and it feels, um, it feels like Latham. So I I was continually um, just happy to see that. And, and it made me more connected to the place and uh, more interested in staying. So uh, it, really the people in the culture, as well as, of course, uh, the sophisticated work and our, and our fantastic clients. Yeah, that's great. You, Michelle, uh, just, you know, from knowing you, you have such a dynamic personality. I am, I have no doubt that you are the type of lawyer who, um, you are not afraid to speak your mind. You're very smart. You know so much about the law, but also the business side of things. I could see you having a very, um, you know, your clients would really look to you as their true trusted advisor. So I would imagine you have on more than one occasion been approached by clients or you've been presented with other opportunities to kind of move in-house, possibly even maybe taking on like a hybrid legal business role. Have you ever considered, um, have you ever considered that route? I have been so approached, and I have uh, considered it. And I and I do I do see the value. If I if I ever were to go in house, I would want to be, you know, that that trusted business advisor as well as a legal advisor. I approach my you know practice uh, my my outside law firm practice that way to partner with clients, not just to win a motion or win a case or win a trial, uh, but solve their problems and understand their business. So I, I certainly focus on my practice that way and uh, have certainly considered taking that approach in-house. I've never made that decision, though, because for me, uh, what I really like is um, the diversity of clients. Obviously, when you're in-house, you have one set of clients. Um, and when you're in a law firm, you you have um, many and you can develop all of those relationships. I mean, that's, that's really the the you know, number one drawing factor of of being in a law firm is just the 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 ability to develop those types of relationships. And so I've, for me, never made that leap to say, okay, I'm going to at least for a time um, go in house and have one client. And I, I've really enjoyed the ability to you know be broader, be more diverse, be more um, dynamic over time. I guess. Right. Yeah. It sounds like you just have such a good opportunity. It makes sense for you to stay. Um, I want to switch gears a little bit, you know, I want to step away from, you know, your Latham law firm practice. And I'd love to talk about your community involvement. 
You are so involved. I don't know how you do it all. Um, you serve on the boards of Georgetown University Law Center, Berkeley Center for Law and Business, the Public Law Center, and Project Youth OCBF. And I'm sure that's just a few of very many. Um, you also serve in so many leadership roles within Latham. I would love to hear about how your involvement has impacted your career path or your law practice um, and why you choose to be so involved. Uh, you, you do it as well, Kelly, I know, um, <laughs> and uh, are, are so incredibly well-connected, and, and I just love to see it. Um, I, I, again, I, I was not particularly strategic at, at the beginning uh, about what I joined. Um, you know, as, as opportunities presented themselves, I signed up, uh, and it was, it was never because I said, okay, if I do this, outside role, maybe I will get more clients at all. Never. It was, maybe I will build relationships with the community. Um, maybe I will be able to give back. Uh, maybe I will, you know, find a, a meaningful way to contribute um, to to the practice of others, to the community, rather than anything, you know, sort of transactional uh, about it. And I, and I know you um, have, to have a similar approach. As I will say, as time sort of goes on, I'd, I have had to be a little bit more selective um, because those opportunities can can certainly overwhelm. Um, and so, especially if I can say, particularly for women lawyers or diverse lawyers, where you know everybody is looking for your talents, and that's great, um, but it can also you know pr- provide. Uh, the chance to over overextend and overcommit. So um, I, you know, e- each of those entities that you mentioned is very near and dear to me, um, and is something that I, you know, specifically chose and believe in. And so that's that's how I try to, you know, uh, approach it now, rather than sort of joining everything. Um, and and then you know within Lysim as well, I, I I mentioned the timing of my daughter being born and you know you could you could say oh is is now the right time to join this particular committee is now the right time to stretch and do this additional activity and i i've always approached it that if you wait for the right time who who even knows what that means <laughs> um and and just to you know sort of uh stretch at every point and then and then for me you just sort of know when okay, this is something to step back from. This is something that you know I just can't just can't do right now, uh, and be able to trust that um, trust that gut you know feeling. So that's how I've sort of um, handled it, and and you know the the relationships that I've been able to build along the way, uh, including with you, Kelly, um, <laughs> have you know come out of these roles, and 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 they've been you know the the best part of the profession. Right. Yeah. And I think how genuine you are about these positions really comes across. Um, So I think that lends to you being so successful, both in your practice and, you know, in the positions you're invited to um, take within the community. I think a lot of our listeners are probably kind of at that point in their career where they're considering getting more involved in the community, but they are also really bogged down with work. And, um, you know, the learning curve becoming a lawyer is so steep and it's often such a challenge to manage Um, or balance your community and firm involvement with your work and also your personal life. Um, I know you mentioned in your last answer, like, yeah, you should stretch, but do you want to speak specifically to kind of how people are able to find that balance and what, you know, how they should weigh their interests or their involvement? 
Sure. I think I think the the best way I can explain it is is the, the skill that's tough to learn is what should really really be done right now, and what absolutely has to be done right now. <laughs> and the and those are in, in your work life. There there's you know there's always that uh, next piece of work that you need, that next assignment, that next task that you need to do. Does it does it really should be done right now? Or does it absolutely have to be done right now? And you do the ones that absolutely have to, even if it's at a sacrifice for your personal life or your other community involvements. And then you make choices about the other ones. Uh, should I do this because I am building my brand? I am building my reputation within my firm or my organization. Uh, if you, you know, if you make that decision enough times, great, you will, uh, you will build that brand. But if you sacrifice your personal choices and, and other opportunities um, too often, then you're not going to want to be there in the first place. And, <laughs> and you, you're not going to feel um, fulfilled and you're not going to feel that, that sense of this is what I want to continue to do. So it's a hard thing to know um, because they can bleed into each other and it feels like everything really needs to be done right now because I, we're all you know achievers and we want to do our, our best. And so those can um, sort of combine, but if you can, and I would, I would, you know, coming up in Latham, I would, I would actually ask myself those questions and say, if, if it doesn't have to be done right now, yes, I can go do that other thing and try to balance that category, but obviously identify and acknowledge that there are some tasks that fall into that second category that you just have to do right now, even though um, it's a sacrifice. So, you know, anyone who asks about balance, I, I always want to say on any particular day, you're unlikely to find it. But if you can step back and say <laughs> overall, <laughs> I am, you know, I, I can find uh, that that I am overall achieving um, some sort of balance, then that that's probably the best you can do. And, you know, leads to leads to a happy existence. Oh, I love that. I love that, that, that long-term self-assessment because I, I like so many people, some weeks I feel like I've swung too far in one direction and all of my efforts are in my work bucket. Um, but it, I like that, you know, kind of take a step back and think about how things look globally. Um, and then in that case, you're kind of okay putting in some really hard weeks at work when you have to, um, and then spending more right. time on your personal life when you, maybe it's not necessary. I love that. Right, um, exactly. Sorry to cut you off. Um, would you like to share about a professional accomplishment of which you are most proud? Um, most proud is uh, is probably a hard question. Um, what comes to mind, um, Kelly, is it uh, honestly a pro bono trial that I did um, several years ago for the for the Orange County Halfway House, which is a substance abuse re rehab um, provider who had been sued by their landlord. Um, to recover, you know, a, a bunch of alleged back rent, and the landlord was arguing for attorney's fees and all sorts of um, recovery of damages that would have put the organization out of existence. At that point, it had been around for 30-some years, and it it didn't have any money. It had a contract with the government to, to, to reimburse for services, but it didn't have a pot of money. And so Latham took it on pro bono, um, not including me at the beginning. And then uh, someone left the firm and there was an opportunity to take over the case. And so I, I started diving in and the opposing counsel said, well, I'm, we're not going to settle with you because obviously you can, you Orange County Halfway House can afford Latham. So you can afford to pay damages. <laughs> and 
I, I wrote a one sentence letter back saying we're taking this pro bono um, uh, without adding the what do you think what, what are you thinking um, right. but but they but they took it to trial all the way to trial and wanted to shut you know collect some amount of money and shut this organization down and and I was able to as an associate uh, lead the trial do the opening do the witnesses. Um, direct some of the, uh, you know, other other associates in doing their examinations, and we won. Um, we zeroed out the plaintiff's claim, and uh, because the way the lease was written, got attorney's fees. Um, so the landlord actually had to pay Latham's fees, which we then donated. Uh, and so, you know, that I, I just have, I just will remember forever um, the gratitude of the those who worked there, the executive director, and saying, you know, you you. You helped our en- entity survive, and here is all the good work we're doing in the com- community. And now we can continue to do that um, because you represented us uh, free of charge. And I, you know, I, I've obviously had an other spectacular sort of results and trial wins and and um, M&A victories and all of that. But I keep coming back to that memory because the resources of a big law firm can be leveraged in a way that um, you know gives back to the community in a way that that is unique. Uh, we, we we had to hire experts. We had to you know fund all this investigation, and and because of you know where I was working, I was able to do that and and bring it in a way that if you just donate your own time, um, it's not quite as leveraged. So I, I think I'm pretty proud of that one. I love that. It's a, a feel good story, but also I feel like there's also a sub kind of message for junior attorneys if you want to get more. Um, opportunity or experience, pro bono is a great option for that. You know what? That 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 is a good sub story. That's absolutely <laughs> true. You're you're doing well, you're doing good, you're, you know, doing the right thing. But also, hey, you might get to run a trial. <laughs> ah, yeah, I love that. Um, okay, and I have one final question for you. Um, you know, we're we're lawyers, but we're people first. So on a personal level, I'd love to hear about a personal accomplishment of which you are very proud. I would have to say um, I, I have a 14-year-old daughter who still likes me. <laughs> um, after, after a year of, of shutdown and, and not being in school, and she's in eighth grade, which is, you, should, you know, should be a tough year anyway, um, but, but hybrid school and then fully remote and then back and then back home, um, but, and, and then all the difficulties surrounding, you know, everything um, uh, surrounding the p- pandemic. Um, but you know, we still talk, we still laugh, we still hang out. Um, we went strawberry picking on, uh, at the ecology center on Sunday. And I, I'm just, I'm really proud of that. I don't take it for granted at all. And, you know, tomorrow's another day, <laughs> but, you know, really being able to, and, 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 and a silver lining as, as many of us are saying, a silver lining of being at home and not traveling and, um, and having more time. To actually spend together has been amazing. Um, I wouldn't trade it. It it ended up being an, an interesting time in her life. Um, she has three cousins who live here with us as well, and uh, it it it's been you know a, a wonderful period in our lives. So um, she and and they are the personal accomplishment on which I you know I just treasure every 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 single day. I love that, Michelle. Thank you so much for being so honest with us and, you know, being so personal and being willing to share all this. We really appreciate it. Um, I know our listeners are so excited to hear from you. So thank you again for being with us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. 
Thank you for listening to the ABA Business Law Section's podcast series, To the Extent That. The section offers a robust collection of content. To explore more about this topic, or to learn about joining the section, visit ambar.org bizlaw. That's B-I-Z-L-A-W.